you got cooking? How about cooking something up with me? Let's stir it up, boys. Welcome to the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. A weekly excursion into the fine art of preparing the world's most popular recipes under an open sky and an open flame. Boyd's One Stop is located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Now, here's the old grill sergeant, Randy Hayes. A wise man once said, Old age is the price you pay for living a long life. You know who that wise man was? Me. I just said it a second ago. Weren't you listening? I even Googled it just to make sure somebody else hadn't said it first. Somebody said something similar, but nobody actually used those words with that thought in mind. And to be fair, I guess, maybe I should have said... Old age is the price you pay for God granting you the blessing of living a long life. Because I freely recognize that the only reason I've lived a long and idyllic life is because the good Lord in heaven gave it to me. So all the glory goes to God for that one. I certainly haven't done anything to deserve a long life. The way I abused my body and soul in my youth uh, that should have resulted in my early demise decades ago. So I fully recognize that my long life is a gift of grace, godly grace. But having said that, I repeat, old age is the price you pay for living a long life, or for God granting you the blessing of living a long life. And I experienced the truth of that statement firsthand this past week. No, 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 no. I don't have any life-threatening problems or anything like that. I just endured a few medical issues that reminded me of how old I'm getting. I'm 72 now, and at my age, the body starts to break down. It's kind of like an old car, you know? The parts start to fail, and they need repair, or in some cases, replacement. And my body is at that stage. Again, I'm not battling any serious health issues, <laughs> so don't start a crowdfunding program to send flowers to my funeral, at least not yet, anyhow. It's simply that I'm starting to spend more and more time at the doctor's office, you know, addressing little problems that people over the age of 70 often face. A wise man once said, oh yeah, I already did that bit, didn't I? Yeah. They say the mind is the first thing to go, right? Anyway, if you die young, you're much less likely to have to deal with some of these problems. So, old age is the price you pay for living, for God granting you the blessing of living a long life. And getting old is a double-edged sword. But when all is said and done, I'm very thankful to the Lord for the long and the good life that he's given me. However, as I was saying, a couple of things happened to me this past week that reminded me of something my dearly departed mother used to say to me when I was a child. When I'd misbehave, which was more often than I care to admit, <laughs> when I'd act the fool, as mom would say, she would scold me, act your age, Randy. Of course, she was referring to me acting more maturely, which was rare. <laughs> and if I'm being honest, still is. But that phrase, actor age, Randy, is starting to pop up in my memory bank with a whole new meaning as I get older and older. Instead of actor age alluding to immaturity as a child, actor age now reminds me 
to accept the fact that I'm no longer a young buck or even a middle-aged stag, if you will, and I need to conduct myself in a more appropriate manner, meaning I need to resign myself to the fact that some of my body parts are starting to break down, and I need to accept that I can't do the things I used to do. Well, no, let me rephrase that. I can still do most of the things I used to do. I just can't do them as long as I used to. You know what I mean? I can still work and I can still exercise, but I just can't pull 18-hour days like I could even 10 or 15 years ago. And I've been to the doctor's office so many times in the last few weeks, I think they've decided to give me my own designated chair in the waiting room. You know, they'll just put a little plaque on the back with Randy engraved on it. And again, don't worry about me because I'm in ridiculously good health for a man my age, and I'm eternally grateful to God for that gift. Now, these are just little aches and pains that come with living a long life, you know? Well, for instance, my shoulders ache with arthritis once in a while. My old friend and the orthopedic surgeon to the stars, Dr. Tom Parr, said I probably slightly tore a rotator cuff in each shoulder back when I was doing more high-intensity weight training. It's really just an annoyance. I can make it go away by just doing a few simple exercises that Tom gave me, so I probably shouldn't even mention it, especially since my old buddy Fred Olson is facing shoulder surgery this week. But I had a little minor surgery myself this past week. Nothing anywhere near as invasive as Fred's, but once again, it reminded me to act your age, Randy. See, I developed a sty on the bottom of my left eyelid over a month ago, and it caused a fairly bad case of conjunctivitis to break out. I, I've had pink eye. That's a less formal name for conjunctivitis. I've had pink eye, I don't know, maybe a half a dozen times in my life. They always just treated it with medicated eye drops. It went right away. But this is the first time I'd ever had a sty on my eye. I tried to get an appointment with my ophthalmologist, but the pandemic has caused so many people my age to avoid going to the doctor for months now that they were backed up 30 days or more, even when you have something like a sty on your eye. So I went to see my GP, general practitioner, and even they couldn't give me an appointment in a reasonable amount of time, so I just settled for seeing the nurse practitioner instead. Now, she was really nice, and she was very thorough. But she gave me an antibiotic that helped, but not much. After about a week, I called back to the ophthalmologist's office, and they finally got me in to see an optometrist. She took one look at my eye and said, whoa, we need to get the ophthalmologist in here to look at this right now. And I wanted to say, that's what I've been trying to tell you guys. But I held my tongue. Hey, come on. There's a first time for everything. <laughs> the ophthalmologist assured me that the sty was benign, but it needed more serious treatment, so he prescribed what he called a cocktail, an antibiotic steroid ointment, and said to come back in seven days. When I reported back this past week, he confirmed that the sty looked better, but we just needed to cut it out. Now, I've had surgery before hernia operation, oral surgery to remove my wisdom teeth. So I'm not intimidated by surgery. But cutting on your eye? That's a whole different deal, don't you think? Well, for one thing, they don't knock you out. So you're wide awake through the whole procedure, and they're cutting on your eye, for crying out loud. That's pretty unnerving, to say the very least. Ugh. 
Of course, in the end, it turned out to be pretty much of a nothing burger. Yeah, there was some pain, pretty significant pain, but it wasn't terrible or anything. I've suffered a lot worse pain several times in my life. But I do have a fairly ugly black eye on the left side of my face now. And when people ask me about it, I just say, yeah, my wife's got a mean right cross. <laughs> when I told Cindy that, she said, just tell them you made a mistake. That's generally true almost every day of your life. <laughs> that girl does speak her mind. But the whole episode did remind me to act your age, Randy, because the worst thing about old age is that you can't practice for it ahead of time. I mean, this is the first time I've been old, so it just kind of snuck up on me, you know? Well, there were warning signs, like the time I pulled up next to the curbside mailbox and ordered a bean burrito to go. Then I asked Cindy if she wanted anything. And there was the time I drove into the wrong end of the car wash. I still don't understand why the driver of the other car got so upset. I was just as surprised to see her as she was to see me. And we all laugh at those senior moments when we walk into the kitchen and forget why we walked in there in the first place. But when it starts to happen in the bathroom, that worries me a little more. Because there's only a couple of different things you can do in the bathroom. But as I said, getting old is a double-edged sword. And there are plenty of good things that happen, too. For one, my wife and I have enjoyed almost 50 years together as a married couple. And I've lived long enough to see my grandson Liam grow to the age of 10, and he brings me great joy. Plus, I'm still on the radio after 57 years, and I'm proud to be hosting the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show again today. So, let's talk about food. Specifically, let's talk about a Texas favorite food that's even older than I am. <laughs> that's saying something. Barbecue is right in our wheelhouse. Or smokehouse, I guess. <laughs> Sorry, couldn't help myself. Act your age, Randy. Act your age. If your barbecue's gone up in smoke and your cooking reputation is at stake, stick around. The Old Grill Sergeant will be right back with more ideas and advice to make your next cookout sizzle. Boyd's One Stop. The name says it all. If you like seafood, you'll love Boyd's. Conveniently located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Boyd's One Stop has bait, tackle, fresh seafood, and even a restaurant all at 227 Dyke Road. If you fish Galveston Bay, Boyd's is the one and only stop for everything you need. There's a reason why they're called the live shrimp capital of Texas. But they've also got lots of finger mullet, croaker, plus fresh dead shrimp, shad, and squid. Plus, Boyd's has tackle galore, ice and ice chests, and cold drinks and snacks. Just need fresh fish for a family seafood feast? The freshest seafood, like table shrimp, live blue crab, and crawfish when in season, is in stock and ready for you at Boyd's. And if you're hungry right now, check out Boyd's Cajun Grill Express right next door. With a wide variety of breakfast, lunch, and dinner items like crawfish, oyster po'boys, and fried seafood platters. Boyd's One Stop, the name says it all, 227 Dyke Road at the base of the Texas City Dyke. It's Randy Hames again. Everybody needs a video or a new website or help in managing their social media. And my company, Edgewater Digital, can help. 
We help small businesses navigate the intimidating world of digital marketing. You've got a business to run, and you don't have time or expertise to build and maintain your website all by yourself, and you certainly don't have time to generate content for it. And when's the last time you had an extra hour or two to manage your company's internet ads or social media accounts? Like, never, right? Well, at Edgewater Digital, that's what we do. We have a talented web design team who've built a number of incredibly successful websites for companies large and small. Need content too? No problem. Edgewater can provide copywriting, photography, and videography services to enhance the content on your website, email marketing, or even social media. We're a full-service digital marketing solution with a track record of success. Call us today at 832-500-4272 or see our website edgewater-digital.com. Randy Hames here, proud to introduce you to Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. My good friends Jared and Marcus Poffenberger operate Belleville Meat Market, an old-fashioned butcher shop with superior products and great customer service. There's always a butcher on site at Belleville Meat Market, and their new processing plant is right next door. Hunters, a computer tracking system will follow your venison, wild hog, or exotics through every step of the process to ensure you get your meat your way. At Belleville Meat Market, you can pick and choose the cuts of beef, pork, or chicken you want, and they feature 28 flavors of pecan smoked sausage. Plus, Belleville Meat Market only uses lean pork in their sausage, so you get more meat and less fat. Tailgaters, drop by on your way to the game and get just what you need to feed your crew. Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. Visit BellevilleMeatMarket.com or call 979-865-5782. Hey guys, Randy Hames here to tell you about my good friend Rick Allspa at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique in Kingwood. I've known Rick for years, and he's one of the finest Christian men I've ever met, but he's also got a dynamite hardware store at 2720 Westlake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has everything you'd expect to find in a top-of-the-line hardware store, but with the personal service that's missing from the big-box stores. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has tools and automotive, lawn and garden, electrical and plumbing, paint and hardware, all under one roof. But Rick is also an avid backyard chef, so the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique features a complete barbecue pit house. From gas to charcoal grills to fryers and steamers, they've got it all at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique. They even offer grill maintenance and repair. Visit their website, allspas.com, or just drop by and see for yourself. The original Allspas Hardware and Boutique at 2720 West Lake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. Life is simple. Eat, sleep, grill. This is the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. Boyd's One Stop is located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Now, here's the grill father, Randy Hames. First timer alert. Make welcome barbecue pit master John Benham to the show. How are you, John? I'm very well, thank you. Good to be here. It's great to have you on the program. John is launching his new venture that he's calling Johnny B Barbecue. And we'll talk about that extensively later on. But let's start out by just finding out a little bit more about you. Uh, first of all, is it John or Johnny? It is John. Johnny was a name given to me by my mother um, when I was a child. She has Alzheimer's, so I'm kind of honoring her by calling myself Johnny B. So where were you born? Where were you reared? Where'd you go to school? All that kind of stuff. I was born in Olean, New York. My father was a dresser man, worked for dresser compressors, upstate New York. Uh, we moved here when I was three to Houston to the east side of town, Wood Forest Subdivision. Fantastic childhood growing up. 
I uh, went to North Shore High School, elementary, middle, and high school. And uh, that's where I was not born but raised. Well, before we dive into Johnny B Barbecue, tell us about your day job. What do you do for a living? I am a regional sales manager for Howden Americas. My background is large compressors for the oil field, refineries, petrochems, and I've handled the Gulf Coast territory in, in the Houston area, Louisiana, Mississippi. And fill us in on your family, wife and kids, that sort of thing. Well, I've been married to my wife 35 years in about five weeks. I've got a 34-year-old son, a 31-year-old son, a 22-year-old daughter who is a senior at Colorado State University. And my oldest son is the sales manager at Tom Ball Dodge. And middle son is a sales manager at Floors for Living. And we understand your wife has a business concern. Uh, suburban girl, is that right? Yeah, suburban girl. She, she didn't start it. We bought it a couple of years ago. My wife has been in the boutique business for about 15 years. And she was in one shopping. The lady had mentioned that she was going to sell, that she already put her kids through college. And we bought it March 2019. March 1st was opening day. On the subject of family, a lot of our guests talk about how their families heavily influence their interest in cooking. Certainly my father did me, both outdoor and indoor. Is that the case with you two? Yeah, exactly. I, we would go to Olean, New York. Um, once we moved to Houston, we'd go up there twice a year to visit the grandparents. And they had a couple of acres. And we, uh, I watched my grandparents, my father, my uncles. They made a, a homemade pit out of cinder, cinder blocks. Um, got some barbed wire, or not barbed wire, excuse me, chicken wire. Hey, a little bit of difference there. <laughs> <laughs> little bit. <laughs> put some chicken wire, and they put chicken halves and chicken quarters in between two layers of chicken wire and run some rebar through the ends to use as handles. And they would cook the chicken on one side, then they, two guys on either end would flip it to the other side, and that's how they cooked their chicken. And your kids call that green chicken? Like green chicken. We used a recipe... And it's oil, vinegar, salt, pepper, poultry seasoning, and eggs. And the poultry seasoning gave the marinade a moss green tint. Hmm. So my kids at very young age would call it green chicken because it had the moss green <laughs> tint. <laughs> Plus, you're a product of the Boy Scouts. You're even a scout master, uh, retired, I guess when your boys were younger. Did scouting have uh, a part in your interest in cooking? Uh, a huge part. My father was my scout master. And as a young scout, you learned how to cook in an open fire, Dutch oven, and so forth. And so I taught my kids that when they were scouts. And then when I became the scout master, um, we would challenge the kids. We would make some pretty fancy dishes, the adults, and challenge the kids to do the same, see what they would come up with. Instead of ramen noodles and, and <laughs> spam and different things, we actually <laughs> took steak and shrimp and learned how to cook over an open fire. Hey, I love spam, man. <laughs> <laughs> but cooking over an open flame is vastly different from a grill or, or a smoker. It is. Talk about that for a few minutes. Well, over the open grill and, and Boy Scouts, you can't have any um, lighter fluid and stuff like that. So you learn how to make fires. That's one of the basic principles of being a scout. And a, a Dutch oven is, is very easy. You, you get it over the open fire, uh, make a tripod, you hang it. Or if you're using coals, you could just set it on top of the coals and put some coals on top. It's just like an outdoor oven, you can cook about anything you can cook in the oven in a, in a Dutch oven. You can stack them on top of each other and cook three or four meals at a time. Very easy, very fun, and the results are amazing. Yeah, Dutch ovens are really effective in that case. I, I had a lady on from the Dutch Oven Society. Didn't even know that society existed. There is one. And she talked about making bread 
not just biscuits, but wow. full-blown loaf of bread in a Dutch oven over an open flame. Have you ever tried that? Wow. I have not. I've done the biscuits. I've done crawfish pie, um, stews, and, and different things. You can cook about anything. And there is a club here in Houston called Lone Star. It used to be called Lone Star Dutch Oven Club. It, it's a big thing. And we've heard that uh, from other scouts that cooking over a campfire can be really competitive in Boy Scouts. Do you agree with that? I agree. <laughs> so tell us some stories about that. Well, we would have, um, you have a patrol, each scout uh, group or troop has patrols, depending on how many kids you have, six to eight kids per patrol. And each patrol had a, a patrol box that had all the utensils, pots and pans and Dutch ovens. And it was on four legs. And the way I did it as Scoutmaster is not how my father did it, but I made the kids turn in their recipe for the camp out because I didn't want to get there. And then all of a sudden they've got cold cereal for breakfast and ramen noodles for lunch. And <laughs> so we checked it ahead of time. And they, they played against each other. They didn't just try to beat the scoutmasters at what they cooked, but they tried to beat the other patrols. They wanted to have the best food out there and show their skills. And it was really fun watching these kids use their imagination on what they can come up with. And you and one of your sons even ventured into chili cook-offs. Talk about competitive. Yes. You're bound to have some good stories to tell about chili cook-offs. You know, my son, the, the oldest one, 34, about 10 or 12 years ago, Wanted to get into chili cook-offs. Uh, I ride a motorcycle. All the dealerships have chili cook-offs in February. We've never done it and thought, you know, this is something we can do together. We can bring the grandkids, set up a booth, and just have a good time doing it. So we slaved over the, the stove one Saturday and tried different recipes and added and subtracted spices and finally came up with a recipe. We've entered probably 12 or 14. Not We don't do a lot every year, but a couple a year, so maybe up to the 20 range. And... There's two kinds of judging. You've got the judges that sample and vote, and then you've got the popular vote. We never were the popular people. But when it comes down to actual judging, we placed first, second, or third in every single contest that we've entered. Now, why do you think that's so, John? You know, because we're not popular. The popular vote, you pay $5 for a cup, they give you a ticket, and then you go around to the booths and drop your ticket in, in your favorite chili and a cup in your favorite chili. And usually at the Harley-Davidson dealerships, you've got the hog group that has between 50 and 200 members. Yeah. So they have a lot of friends that come and visit, and they'll drop through. And I'm a part of a hog group, so I can't complain there. <laughs> but when there's actual judges, the judges will take the time, just like a, a barbecue cook-off. You have judges, and they'll take the time, and we, we do have a pretty decent recipe. Plus, John loves to boil crawfish for parties of about <laughs> oh, one, 200 people in Kingwood. Tell us how that came about. Yeah, well, as a young adult, we would have our crawfish cookouts at our houses with friends and family of 10, 20, 30 people. And over the period of 20, 25 years, we just really perfected it. A friend of mine moved to Kingwood and uh, asked me what I consider cooking for a block party. Well, this block party turned into about 100 people and then got into the 150 range. So they're all eating crawfish and drinking beer and swimming, and I'm sitting there cooking it. And it's just a really fun time. They've got the, the Cajun music playing, the Zydeco music, and and then that turned into a couple of birthday parties with a couple of hundred people, and I just, I like the big groups. I grew up with a lot of cousins, and it, it's fun to watch the reaction of people when they eat your food. And Boyd's One Stop is the best place to get crawfish, but ultimately, John was just naturally drawn towards smoking meat like brisket and pork butt, like all the rest of us, but your wife's business actually inspired the idea 
of starting Johnny B Barbecue. Give us the backstory on Desperate Dudes Day. We've only got a minute. <laughs> That's right. Desperate Dudes Day is the Saturday before Christmas where guys, guys typically don't go to a boutique to shop for their wives. They're embarrassed. They don't want to go inside. So my wife asked me if I would cook some barbecue, sit outside with a table, bring some craft beer and an ice chest, and offer free sandwiches of brisket and pulled pork and sausages and sit down and let the guys drink a beer and then go in and get a gift card real quick. And uh, people just started saying, hey, would you sell us a brisket? We want a whole brisket or a whole pork butt. And I realized that I really did start to get a following and people were liking my barbecue. So one family business, Suburban Girl, actually helped start a second family business, Johnny B Barbecue. Exactly. But it's but it's not a traditional brick and mortar barbecue restaurant. So we're hoping that you can stick around for another segment and tell us all about it. Can you do that, John? I certainly will. Yes, sir. Thank you. Stay patient. Dinner will be ready right after the smoke alarm goes off. Randy will be right back with more smoke and hot tips for you and your old plane right after this short break. Hey guys, Randy Hames here to tell you about my good friend Rick Allspa at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique in Kingwood. I've known Rick for years, and he's one of the finest Christian men I've ever met, but he's also got a dynamite hardware store at 2720 Westlake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has everything you'd expect to find in a top-of-the-line hardware store, but with the personal service that's missing from the big-box stores. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has tools and automotive, lawn and garden, a electrical and plumbing, paint and hardware, all under one roof. But Rick is also an avid backyard chef, so the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique features a complete barbecue pit house. From gas to charcoal grills to fryers and steamers, they've got it all at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique. They even offer grill maintenance and repair. Visit their website, allspas.com, or just drop by and see for yourself. The original Allspas Hardware and Boutique at 2720 West Lake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. Boyd's One Stop. The name says it all. If you like seafood, you'll love Boyd's, conveniently located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Boyd's One Stop has bait, tackle, fresh seafood, and even a restaurant, all at 227 Dyke Road. If you fish Galveston Bay, Boyd's is the one and only stop for everything you need. There's a reason why they're called the live shrimp capital of Texas. But they've also got lots of finger mullet, croaker, plus fresh dead shrimp, shad, and squid. Plus, Boyd's has tackle galore, ice and ice chests, and cold drinks and snacks. Just need fresh fish for a family seafood feast? The freshest seafood, like table shrimp, live blue crab, and crawfish when in season, is in stock and ready for you at Boyd's. And if you're hungry right now, check out Boyd's Cajun Grill Express right next door. With a wide variety of breakfast, lunch, and dinner items like crawfish, oyster po'boys, and fried seafood platters. Boyd's One Stop, the name says it all, 227 Dyke Road at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Hi friends, Randy Haynes to tell you about Cellular and Satellite. Cellular and Satellite are specialists in wireless data plans for businesses. Because they buy in large quantities, Cellular and Satellite can give you a data plan on the same provider you're using today, but at a lower cost. Cellular and Satellite can also combine the two largest wireless providers into a single data plan. Two carriers with better coverage, but only one invoice to pay. 
If your workforce is international, Cellular and Satellite offers a global data sim with fixed pricing in over 200 countries. You'll never have to pay international roaming charges again with Cellular and Satellite. And they can handle all your wireless data needs whether you need 10 or 10,000 data sims. So if you're an IT professional, mobility manager, or business owner, save money and increase your network availability by letting Cellular and Satellite simplify your wireless life. Call Cellular and Satellite today, 832-551-1000, or go to CellularAndSatellite.com. Randy Hames here, proud to introduce you to Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. My good friends Jared and Marcus Poffenberger operate Belleville Meat Market, an old-fashioned butcher shop with superior products and great customer service. There's always a butcher on site at Belleville Meat Market, and their new processing plant is right next door. Hunters, a complete computer tracking system will follow your venison, wild hog, or exotics through every step of the process to ensure you get your meat your way. At Belleville Meat Market, you can pick and choose the cuts of beef, pork, or chicken you want, and they feature 28 flavors of pecan smoked sausage. Plus, Belleville Meat Market only uses lean pork in their sausage, so you get more meat and less fat. Tailgaters, drop by on your way to the game and get just what you need to feed your crew. Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. Visit BellevilleMeatMarket.com or call 979-865-5782. Stand back. We've got our grill on. This is the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. Boyd's One Stop is located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Now, here's the grill father, Randy Hayes. Our guest today is John Benham. He works full-time for Houghton America's but he's set to launch his own business, Johnny B. Barbecue. But before we get into all of that, I wanted you to talk about your love for Harley Davidson motorcycles and that motorcycle club you started at your church. Really? Yes. I've been riding motorcycles since I was about seven or eight years old. Could never afford a Harley. Finally, about 15 years ago, I got transferred to Indiana. I saw a used one on sale. I bought it. I love the culture of Harley Davidson. And I love... Christ. Amen. And I thought, you know, the last church in Houston I belonged to, they had a motorcycle group. And I told my wife, whenever I get a Harley, I want to start one. So we transferred back from Indiana, went to Lakewood United Methodist Church. And there's a group called United Methodist Motorcycle Enthusiasts. And I thought, well, I'm a Methodist. This would be perfect. So I rode to Temple, Texas, where the corporate headquarters were for this group. And I talked to those guys, got the bylaws, brought it back to our church, talked to the preachers. They sponsored me, and they let me start this group about eight years ago. Hmm. Yeah, and it was started basically to help the community, not just for riding. We're never a motorcycle club. We're always a motorcycle ministry. Ministry first, and we do it on motorcycles. And you did some home repairs in that ministry. Tell us about that real briefly. One real quick one is a young girl from Aleph, 10 years old disabled with different diseases was in a wheelchair and she couldn't get out to the street to meet the bus so they asked us they called our church and the church got a hold of me and my group because we're handymen and so we widened the driveway for her cool and the family didn't speak english at all but they sat there in the front yard and watched us for three days in the driveway <laughs> remodeling their bathroom and then the last day in their Spanish voice that I could understand a little bit that they wanted to have a barbecue in the front yard and they wanted to pray over the meal. And I thought, wow, this is what it's all about. Yep. Helping those little girl. We had a couple hundred dollars left over. We gave it to the siblings for Walmart gift cards. And that was the, the first job we did. And we did that 
and many jobs like it for the next six years. But that group disbanded, and then you got involved in another group called Black Sheep. <laughs> uh, that sounds a little ominous right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, I was looking for a group to join, and Black Sheep, Harley Davidson's for Christ, had a Facebook Live every Wednesday. And I just happened to be Googling for Christian ministries. I joined in, and after a few months, uh, someone from the Houston area noticed that I was there, so they called me to have coffee and asked what I consider becoming a member. And you can't just join and get a patch. There's a, a five to ten month mentorship program huh. um, that you have to go through videos and, and the biker culture and what to do and what not to do. And there's a lot of bikers out there, and not all of them are Christians. Yeah, for sure. So I went through the process, and uh, this group has been going strong for 21 years. It was a preacher that started it. His bike broke down on the side of the road. He called Harley to come pick him up. The kid that came and picked him up was a long-haired, tattooed guy, and uh, the preacher was, was embarrassed. He, he was afraid and intimidated, so didn't want to preach the gospel to him, so he didn't. So he went to pick up his bike a couple of days later, asked for the kid. He got up his nerves to talk to him, and the owner of the dealership said the kid was killed in a car accident oh. uh, the day before. Oh, my goodness. So Marty says, I'm done being a preacher. I am going to minister to Harley Owners Group, the hog people, and help them find Christ. Wow. So that's how it was started. And I've been a member two and a half years, and that's that's what I do. Well, we're never afraid to talk about our faith on this show. But in the end, John is here on the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show to give us the inside story on his new business, Johnny B. Barbecue. So how did this idea get started? Other than the story about uh, your wife's business. Yeah, it got started at my wife's business. People wanted barbecue. I thought, you know, I love cooking it. I've perfected it over the years. I've been doing it for 30, 35, 40 years. And I really have it down to a science now. And I'm proud of it. And I get a lot of compliments. So on a whim, I said, let's do this. And I went to GoDaddy, got a domain name, started a web page. Um, I got my first order today for 80 people. Wow. So that was quicker than I expected. But I, I know I've got a good thing, and I know food makes people happy. It does. And I just hope they enjoy it as much as I do. Yeah, yeah. Food is love. Yes. If there ever was an apt saying, that's it. Yep. Food is love. And I, and I know you're a dedicated outdoor chef. I'm, I am too. So I love to ask this question because it always elicits pretty funny responses. Exactly how many outdoor cookers do you own, John? Can you even count that high? <laughs> you know, I've got five. I can count that high. Um, it's a terrible addiction, isn't it? <laughs> it? It really is. And I use all of them pretty much equally. It's not just because I collect pits. I actually use them all. So cooking briskets and pork butts and ribs, even green chicken for your friends and eventually for sale is one thing. But then when you're talking about preparing full meals for large groups of people, that's another thing altogether. So essentially Johnny B barbecue is self serve catering. You're not selling by the sandwich. You're selling by these big containers, right? Correct. I, I am selling by the pound. I hope that people just don't order a pound. I hope it's more like five or 10, but I would really like to focus on full briskets, full, pork butts that are pulled into pork putt, half-gallon sides, just for the large groups. And that's what I want to focus on. Johnny B. Barbecue cooks the food, but how do the customers get the food? Do they come pick it up? Do you deliver? What's the procedure? Well, on the website, I give them the option. They can come by and pick it up, or I can deliver. I live in the Northwest Houston area, and so Tomball's really close. Cypress is really close, and I don't mind delivering. I've got a pickup truck. I'm in the process of buying the big heat warmers that will fit in the pickup truck. 
and I don't mind delivering. And I'm sure it didn't take you long to realize that your customers would want more than just the entrees. They're also going to want side dishes to go along with all that meat. What do you offer at Johnny B Barbecue? We've, we've got potato salad, macaroni salad, baked beans with espresso on it. Very, very good. Uh, jalapeno pinto beans, um, coleslaw. And, you know, that's what's on the menu. But I'm a small business. I can cook whatever outside of some uh, this party that I'm doing that, that just booked for 80 people. They want green beans on the day. So I'm going to cook green beans. Not a big deal. But everything's homemade. The sauces are homemade. The sides, uh, we offer peach cobbler and cherry pineapple cobbler, homemade. Learn from the Boy Scouts. Everything is homemade. <laughs> well, you mentioned the sauce. You don't have to give us the exact proportions of all these ingredients, <laughs> but just tell us how you make your sauce. What's in your sauce? Well, one of them is a, is a sweet tomato base with onions. Um, not your typical Texas-style sauce, um, but very good. My favorite sauce, and what I'm proud of, is it's a, a vinegar-based with chipotles, and a little bit of ketchup, but it's, it's a pretty spicy sauce. It's got the chipotle and, and the adobe sauce with vinegar. And it's kind of like what they do up north on the East Coast. And, of course, measuring all that out and getting it all just the right way is the key. So you haven't really given away any family secrets here. No, no, no. Uh, how do our listeners take advantage of Johnny B. Barbecue? How do they contact you? Well, on the website, I've got a phone number. I've got an email address. Well, John, this is your chance. What is your website? It is johnnybbq.com. And social media. Where will we find you on social media? Or on Facebook. Same thing. And your phone number. Come on, John. You know the drill. <laughs> 832-729-2108. And the email address is B at johnnybbq.com. And you're obviously a seriously dedicated barbecuer. So give us some quick advice before we run out of time here. I love to ask chefs this one simple question. What is the single biggest mistake most of us at-home chefs make when we're trying to smoke meat in the backyard? I think the first biggest mistake is not getting the right cut of meat or buying the cheap meat if you buy a full pack or brisket and it's got all this fat that you don't know how to trim it. If you don't trim it, you're not going to get a good brisket. Now, before we came on the air, you told me you had a little secret about buying brisket. What was that? Well, I started out by buying the super trimmed brisket at HEB. They do an awesome job at the butcher there. You take it out of the packet, you put your rub on it, it goes on the pit. Once you get into it and feel comfortable and it's coming out good, then save you a dollar, a dollar and a half, and get the full packer and learn how to trim it yourself. And we have to mention the fact that the Belleville Meat Market, one of our sponsors, hello, <laughs> they also do a really good job on briskets too. But shopping for meat is an art form. And that's why I wanted to ask you that question. This has been John Benham of Johnny B Barbecue. Tell us again how to contact you. Through my website, johnnybbq.com, phone number 832-729-2108, or my email, Johnny B at johnnybbbq.com. Thanks, John. Best of luck with your business, buddy. Thank you very much, Randy. I appreciate you having me. Life is short. Grill while you can. Randy will be right back with more food and fun after this break. 
Randy Hames here, proud to introduce you to Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. My good friends Jared and Marcus Poffenberger operate Belleville Meat Market, an old-fashioned butcher shop with superior products and great customer service. There's always a butcher on site at Belleville Meat Market, and their new processing plant is right next door. Hunters, a computer tracking system will follow your venison, wild hog, or exotics through every step of the process to ensure you get your meat your way. At Belleville Meat Market, you can pick and choose the cuts of beef, pork, or chicken you want, and they feature 28 flavors of pecan smoked sausage. Plus, Belleville Meat Market only uses lean pork in their sausage, so you get more meat and less fat. Tailgaters, drop by on your way to the game and get just what you need to feed your crew. Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. Visit BellevilleMeatMarket.com or call 979-865-5782. It's Randy Hames again. Everybody needs a video or a new website or help in managing their social media. And my company, Edgewater Digital, can help. We help small businesses navigate the intimidating world of digital marketing. You've got a business to run and you don't have time or expertise to build and maintain your website all by yourself. And you certainly don't have time to generate content for it. And when's the last time you had an extra hour or two to manage your company's internet ads or social media accounts? Like never, right? Well, at Edgewater Digital, that's what we do. We have a talented web design team who've built a number of incredibly successful websites for companies large and small. Need content too? No problem. Edgewater can provide copywriting, photography, and videography services to enhance the content on your website, email marketing, or even social media. We're a full-service digital marketing solution with a track record of success. Call us today at 832-500-4272 or see our website edgewater-digital.com. Hey guys, Randy Hames here to tell you about my good friend Rick Allspa at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique in Kingwood. I've known Rick for years and he's one of the finest Christian men I've ever met, but he's also got a dynamite hardware store at 2720 West Lake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has everything you'd expect to find in a top-of-the-line hardware store, but with the personal service that's missing from the big box stores. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has tools and automotive, lawn and garden, electrical and plumbing, paint and hardware, all under one roof. But Rick is also an avid backyard chef, so the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique features a complete barbecue pit house. From gas to charcoal grills to fryers and steamers, they've got it all at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique. They even offer grill maintenance and repair. Visit their website, allspas.com, or just drop by and see for yourself. The original Allspas Hardware and Boutique at 2720 West Lake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. Boyd's One Stop. The name says it all. If you like seafood, you'll love Boyd's. Conveniently located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Boyd's One Stop has bait, tackle, fresh seafood, and even a restaurant all at 227 Dyke Road. If you fish Galveston Bay, Boyd's is the one and only stop for everything you need. There's a reason why they're called the live shrimp capital of Texas. But they've also got lots of finger mullet, croaker, plus fresh dead shrimp, shad, and squid. Plus, Boyd's has tackle galore, ice and ice chests, and cold drinks and snacks. Just need fresh fish for a family seafood feast? The freshest seafood, like table shrimp, live blue crab, and crawfish when in season, is in stock and ready for you at Boyd's. And if you're hungry right now, check out Boyd's Cajun Grill Express right next door with a wide variety 
variety of breakfast, lunch, and dinner items like crawfish, oyster po'boys, and fried seafood platters. Boyd's One Stop, the name says it all. 227 Dyke Road at the base of the Texas City Dyke. May the forks be with you. This is the Boyd's Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. Boyd's One Stop is located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Now, here's the guy who turns all the grills on, Randy Hames. It's time for our weekly visit with my old Hudson and Harrigan show radio partner, Fred Olson. Hey, Farmer Fred, how are you, Farmer Fred? <laughs> well, we're, we're uh, farming out here, and... Uh... So far, the weather's cooperating, and there's dirt and water, and uh, by God's grace, it, it shall grow. So, does your garden have any ripe homegrown tomatoes yet? Because there ain't nothing in the world that I like better than bacon and lettuce yes, and homegrown tomatoes. Homegrown tomatoes. Got any tomatoes yet? Uh, no, but but we've got some blossoms, and that's because this cool weather is that's when those tomatoes set. But that's that Guy Clark song, man. We played that every season, and that's back before I even thought of having a garden right but i love tomatoes because my mother just you know she phenomenal tomato gardener and now my wife is a phenomenal tomato gardener so (laughs) i love that song (laughs) well you said you had a bunch of those little yellow blooms on your tomato plants we could chop them up and make a salad or something like that i just want something that's close to a homegrown tomato yeah it'd be like a squash blossom only we just you know batter them and deep fry them squash (laughs) squash so you got any squash i could steal from you not yet Oh man! We'll be there though. My wife makes this zucchini squash skillet dish. It's kind of a you know, yeah, Baptist casserole. <laughs> it's <laughs> topped with sliced up zucchini. So you got any squash? We we will. We'll have a bunch of yellow squash that will be coming in in oh a few months. <laughs> Does that mean no? Not yet. But you know what? If you go down, if if you go down to H E B, I will tell you. <laughs> Well, how about some bell peppers? Oh. How about that? My wife makes some mean stuffed bell peppers, hamburger meat, and rice, mm. stuffed inside a bell pepper, topped with tomato paste. Boy, it'll set you free. You got any bell peppers yet? You know, if you go down to H-E-B <laughs> right now. Does that mean no bell peppers yet? <laughs> no. You know, it's interesting how much work it takes to grow squash, bell peppers, tomatoes. And you go, you know, all I have to do is go to H-E-B. Well, how about some jalapenos? You know, I really like to slice up jalapenos in half and then fill them with cream cheese and grill them for a few minutes. Mm. You got some big old jalapenos I can get from you right now? No. (laughs) Well, what's taking so long, Fred? I mean, the world is ready for fresh produce from Fred and Bev. How long has it been since you planted that garden anyway? Probably two weeks. When are we going to have some homegrown tomatoes? You know, you're starting to remind me more of Jim Bob every day. <laughs> well, thanks. Come on, come on. Come on, put them up. Come on. Put up your dukes. Come on. Come on, come on. Well, since you're running a little <laughs> slow on the produce, let's talk about barbecue. Oh, yeah. On the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show today. We just featured a guy named John Benham. He is starting a, a business out of his home. Johnny B. Barbecue. Good. Uh, he sells home-cooked barbecue to order right out of his house. Now, he doesn't sell it by the sandwich or by the plate. He sells it by the ton. <laughs> That's a little hyperbole. But uh, no, really, he, he sells uh, whole briskets. 
full racks of ribs. Ooh. Uh, th- those big, huge side orders in those big tins all to go. It's Johnny B Barbecue in Cyprus. It's pretty cool. I like it. So what have you done on the low and slow cooker lately? Really not a lot uh, because we've been so wrapped up with getting the garden going and, and, and getting ready for uh, spring and getting the ranch ready and cleaning stuff up, putting it back and lubricating and changing blades on mowers, all that kind of stuff. I hadn't really sat down, but I do have this beautiful, beautiful prime rib um, that I got about a month or so ago sitting in the freezer. And it's, it's like nine pounds. It's, it's good size prime rib. And nine pounds. That's larger than my firstborn male child. <laughs> now that's, now keep in mind, that's, that's right. That is not a, I remember him too. Um, <laughs> You notice when babies are born, they all kind of look like Winston Churchill? There's a reference. Never, ever pass up the opportunity to pee. Pee. And, uh, but I do have, a, I didn't say brisket, I said a prime rib, but I do have a Wagyu brisket I'm going to do as soon as it warms up a little bit more. Well, let's discuss that just a little bit more. How do you do prime rib? I have never tried a prime rib, Fred. Well, I'm going to find a good, uh, simple coating for it. Like, you know, just black pepper and salt, real simple. And, uh, but the key to that again is having her, uh, as you pointed me in the direction a long time ago of a great, um, temperature gauge that is, that is, you know, mobile and wireless and you just put to where you want it. Like if you want it a uh, rare, you put it, say one twenty five, pull it, let it, you know, it'll still cook another few degrees and just slow cook it, let it do its thing and, and just monitor the temperature. It's all about the temp. So what is the temp you like to shoot for on a prime rib? And a prime rib, I'm gonna, I'm going rare. I'm going rare, just a little past rare. So, pull it, say at 125, it's gonna get up to 130, and right in there is really good stuff. A lot of people don't like rare prime rib, and I don't know why, because that's when it's the best. But that's kind of, kind of win. And and um, I spend hours looking at different temperatures for things, and that seems to be about pulling it at 120 to 125, letting it rest a little bit, and. Uh, you know, give it time to get all the juice back into the meat, which is critical, and then eat that. Brisket, you know, that's, I got this big Wagyu in there. Well, they're not really big cows, but it's pretty good size brisket for a Wagyu, and I'm looking forward to that because we just sat around last time when that came off the grill and let it rest, and we just started eating it in the kitchen. We didn't even, <laughs> you know, we just started pulling pieces off of it like <laughs> German shepherds, man. It was awesome. Well, talk about how you do your brisket, because that seems to be uh, the subject that we're talking about today when it comes to barbecue. How do you do your brisket? Well, the brisket, I will cover with mustard, with a French's or inexpensive mustard. Just and It doesn't do much for the flavor, but it holds the seasoning on there really good. And just salt and pepper. Real simple. Real simple. Hmm. Um, and just, you know, because high-end meat is going to have great flavor on its own. And um, so you, I don't want to put too much seasoning on it and get in the way. I just don't. That's me. And um, I just, low and slow and just be patient. Quit lifting the lid every 10 minutes. You know, that's uh, <laughs> it's important. To get, get a good Therm Pro or whatever uh, device you want to use so you can use Wi-Fi and see what the temperature's doing. And you can regulate your fire like that and, and just make it easy. It, it's, uh, I used to overthink it. And I worry, uh, oh, is it going to be okay? Is it going to be good? And I got that temperature gauge, and suddenly I went, it's done. Pull it, wrap it, let it sit. Let it sit in the cooler for a while at its brisket. Wrap it up tighter, you know, real, real snug, and, and just let it, let it, all that juice come back into the meat. So you don't finish it off in the oven, ever. Be honest now. Not a brisket. Um, no, 
no, I don't want to, I don't want to cook it anymore. When I pull it and wrap it up real snug and tin foil a couple, you know, just make sure that no air gets out. And I put it in an old cooler I've saved just for that or a crawfish, either one. And, and I slip it in there and just shut it down. Put a, I put a moving blanket in with it just to keep it, you know, keep the temperature right. Huh. So I think I pulled about 195, 193 and then it'll go up to about 205 and then it's done. Kind of like that. There'll be people who go, he's out of his mind. I'd never do it that way. <laughs> so crawfish flavored brisket. That sounds interesting. <laughs> well, I, I rest out the old crawfish. That's where I'd stuff them after I cook them. But, but um, yeah, there are a lot of ways to do it. A lot of ways uh, to to uh, do the brisket and all that. But just find something. That I, uh, there were one day I was at HEB and I was looking. Uh, I was going to get some ribs. And there was a guy there and he was just like a dog excited you know staring at the meat and i said uh, <laughs> you can do a brisket yeah it's my first one i just got a smoker i said all right what, what do i do i said just be patient just be paid don't get in a hurry <laughs> could take you 12 to 16 hours to to just be patient <laughs> well this all sounds great fred when we eat <laughs> and again <laughs> you're starting to remind me of some of my own pen folks <laughs> Hey, whatever happened to sharing a meal with your brother? I mean, it's obvious I'm not going to be able to talk you into any free food here. <laughs> so uh, we could talk about the Texans. Maybe that ruined my appetite. <laughs> hey, there's a great uh, weight loss program right there. Just... <laughs> I have to ask you, have you and Bev gotten your COVID vaccines yet? Yeah, we did. We did the uh, Johnson Johnson one-shot meal. I will tell you, and I'm not trying to, you know, just everybody said it, it is your arm stays sore for a few days because you're, you're pushing that stuff into a muscle. But I imagine they all do, right? Right. I, I've only had that one, but yep. yeah, we're good to go. And, uh, and uh, since I'm getting surgery coming up, I've already had an extra, another COVID test, a high-end COVID test that was negative. So I'm, I'm good to go. I'm not worried about it anymore. Well, get out there and hoe them weeds now. We need some homegrown something. Now, homegrown anything. <laughs> Take care of your shoulder, pal, and and give give our love to Bev. We'll talk next week, okay? And that's to Cindy and the cheering. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. Send us your burning questions and favorite recipes in a private message on our Facebook page, The Outdoor Cooking Show, or visit our website, theoutdoorcookingshow.com. Join us next week for more tasty food and fun over a red-hot grill on the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. I was about cooking something up for me.